Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Dijanovic Show on KSL News Radio. We're on live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at nine. And every day we start off with the launch, so the keyword is going to be launch. So text that keyword to five seven five zero zero, and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. Dave and Dijanovic, your morning companions for talk, analysis, and key perspectives on Utah's biggest stories on KSL News Radio. Dave and Dijanovic, special coverage of the top national story. Uh, lobbyist, also KSL at night host Taylor Morgan, uh, sitting in today for Dave Noriega. Just wrapped up a really hot take on the on the primary process. <laughs> Was it too hot, Debbie? No, keep okay. it going. Okay. I, I honestly, I you know, you put it in such great perspective, uh, but you think it's just it's all messed up, right? Well, I do. It's frustrating because it, here it is, the end of February. The Utah Republican Party is holding its presidential preference vote at caucus meetings on March fifth. So we're still just under a couple of weeks away from that opportunity to weigh in on who should be the Republican nominee for president. And at this point, it's not even a choice, Debbie, because the decision has been made. Donald Trump is going to be the nominee. Nikki Haley, bless her heart for hanging in there, but she simply does not have a path to get there. Not even this weekend. Not even this weekend. South Carolina. Listen, Debbie, I'll be I'll be happily surprised if she actually wins her home state is South Carolina. Not going to happen. But even if she did, that still doesn't get her anywhere near the delegate count to be relevant in the nomination process. It's just it's frustrating that Republicans here in Utah, we never really had a legitimate chance to weigh in on this. And I know that here in Utah, many of us would have liked the opportunity to have voted for someone other than Donald Trump. And Sure, Nikki Haley will be on the ballot at caucus meetings on March 5th, but it is too late for that vote to matter. Okay, Debbie Downer. Hey, uh, hey. Nikki, Nikki Haley still feels like she's got a shot. She's been out campaigning in South Carolina telling voters, make sure you get out tomorrow and vote. Make sure you go tell everybody you know that they need to vote in this primary. You'd be surprised at how many of your family and friends just vote in general elections. In a general election... We're given a choice. In a primary, we make our choice. <sighs> she is right, Debbie. At the same time, I just want to tell Nikki to bring it in and let's huddle up and take a knee here. It's just not going to happen. In fact, she's coming to Utah next week. I know. She and that should be a big deal. next week it in Utah. It should matter more. Oh, I think it's still Debbie. a big deal. Uh, and, okay. And Adoba, anchor for a weekend edition of Morning in America on News Nation. Hi, Anna. Hi, guys. I'm so glad you're talking about this. This is all we're going to be talking about on our show tomorrow. We have reporters and anchors stationed all over South Carolina. Taylor, you make a really good point. In the leads leading to tomorrow, in the polls leading to tomorrow, she's been down double digits, 30 points behind former President Trump. The problem is this is her home state. Yeah. This is where she was supposed to walk away with a win. Talking, I'm glad you played that advertisement from her, that ad. If you're anywhere near South Carolina today, Haley and her allies have waged an aggressive campaign on the airwaves. They've spent roughly $15 million wow. just for this week 
on the airwaves. But the question is, is she going to drop out? When will she drop out? She, you've heard her sound bites. She's very good. Haley is very good about sticking to those talking points. She's articulate. She gets her points across. Unfortunately, at least in South Carolina, it is not resonating. Also, what doesn't help, remember Tim Scott? Remember all these people from South Carolina that she actually endorsed and helped get into office? They've turned their backs on her and ha- are now voting for President Trump, so the, or former President Trump. So there are so many hurdles that she has to get through. Yeah, no Anna, doubt. Anna, what is it? The, the, what's your take on this? Why is she just not able to resonate? Uh, because when we look at the polling, you know, most Americans think that, Former President Trump and President Biden are are too old. But look, look what's happening to Haley. She's running against uh, Trump for the Republican nomination. And yet her polling numbers just aren't there. So what is it? What is it about her? Or is it is she just the elephant in the room and we he's not leaving the room? A little bit of both, because it depends on who you ask. If you ask Nikki Haley, she's like, listen, as far as South Carolina, the good old boys never liked me. They didn't like my progressive views when I was a governor. Also, look, people love Donald Trump. His MAGA people love him. He has a very devoted and loyal base. What I'm hearing more and more, fine, she's not getting the polling right now. Guys, the money keeps pouring in. In January, she raised, I believe, $15 million. It could be $19 million, but $15 million. Last week in Texas, just last week, she raised a million dollars. So she is showing people, look, I can still bring the money in. And we know at the end of the day, a lot of the times, money talks, right? However, a lot of experts are saying that she may be, and I don't know, you know, we'll see if this stranger things have happened, but she's setting it up for 2028. That's one of the rumors wow. we're hearing more and more. And by the way, the New York Times came out with an article this week discussing potential VPs if former President Trump does make it to the general election. One of the names floating, believe it or not, is Nikki Haley. Personally, I think there's too much baggage between them. But <laughs> yeah. as we've known with primaries, I'll say it again, stranger things have happened. You never know. <laughs> right now, though, a lot of experts think maybe she's staying in solely to build her foundation for 2028. Wow, intriguing. And this is going to be big news on News Nation this weekend, right, Anna? Huge news. I'm telling you guys, Leland Vittard, Elizabeth Vargas, Chris Cuomo, we are all on hand tomorrow. We're going to have a live show when the polls close tomorrow. I'll be on the morning show. We'll be there when the polls open. We'll be talking to voters. Okay. News Nation has got you covered with this. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Anna. Um, Have a good weekend. Enjoy the South Carolina primaries. We'll be covering it big as well. Our team of reporters and producers right here at KSL News Radio, tracking it over the weekend. Tim and Amanda with you first thing Monday morning. Then Dave and I, Dave will be back. Uh, We'll follow up uh, from 9 to noon, and then we'll have full coverage of how the South Carolina primaries are shaking out for Nikki Haley and for Donald Trump. What is your take on, on why she isn't hasn't been able to resonate when most of the nation doesn't want somebody the age of Donald Trump um, or President Joe Biden in office as president? It's a great question, Debbie. Again, I, I think that if I had a very clear, easy answer to that question, that I'd be a lot more important, uh, you know, than I am. But well, then guess. Well, <laughs> look, I think. Donald Trump has been on this course ever since 2020. It's been inevitable. Yeah. And obviously we saw a lot of Republicans come out and take their best shot at Donald Trump. Good for Nikki Haley that she has 
she's the cream of the crop, right? She has risen above all of the other challengers to Donald Trump, which really bodes well for her future. She does have a very bright future. You know, we might see a, a Spencer Cox versus Nikki Haley showdown in 2032. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just speculating. But she definitely has captured the interest of many voters across the country. I think Nikki Haley is able to speak about some really key issues like abortion, like immigration, in a way that is becoming very appealing to more and more Republicans and also uh, independents and even some Democrats. So she has a, a bright future. But frankly, Debbie, I don't think it was really ever possible for anyone to eclipse Donald Trump in 2024. I would just I would like to know what kind of spell that man has on Republicans. He is a political unicorn. None of the conventional rules of politics apply to Donald Trump. Donald Trump has his own playbook. It does not work for any other candidate in any other race. It is unique to him and only him. No one can replicate that. This has been a freight train coming since 2020. And doesn't matter who lies down on the tracks, Debbie, or what you throw at him, he is on a path to the White House in twenty the twenty twenty four November election. But what it takes to beat Biden? It's it's it, tough to knock well, him out. Well, that's what's so frustrating yeah. because he didn't polling has shown that Nikki Haley actually performs better head to head against Joe Biden. Well, because Trump lost last time, he did against Biden. And You've seen how that movie ends. A lot of Donald Trump candidates have just absolutely gotten shellacked in the midterms. So whatever it is about Donald Trump. The promised red wave has not materialized. But here's the thing, Debbie. Donald Trump is not going away. That as much is absolutely crystal clear. So let's just rip off the Band-Aid. He's probably going to get elected in 2024 in November. He'll have his four years, and then we can all just move on from Donald (laughs) Trump, okay? We'll just be able to move on. But, you know, the worst thing would be— The best case for term limits. Debbie, the worst (laughs) case scenario would be if Donald Trump— uh, doesn't win re-election if he's the nominee and he this year, back. and then he tries to come back again in 2028. Debbie, let's just get this thing done with, okay? And guess what? I'll take the economy and lower taxes under Trump, and I won't complain. <laughs> Taylor, that's awesome. Uh, speaking of movies, and we see how they end. Uh, Andy and Steve up next. Of course, they take over the the microphone uh, during the movie show at 11 o'clock every Friday. And we're going to talk about uh, movies or shows that just didn't quite stick the landing at the end. Um, And I've got one in mind. It was recently released, and I'd read the book. And then when I went and saw the movie, I'm like, eh, the book was better. You can't read the book.